All right, let's make this happen in four, three, two, one. Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. It's me. It's me. It's your favorite PhD that ain't using his degree. It's Dr. Goose live on the line with my boy on the other side of the state, Mr. Fermi. Welcome back to your Anonymous Gamblers podcast. Thanks, Goose. Hey, winning week for the group. Solid. Solid. Much better than our 100th episode. What we went... Let's see now. I went about three and one. You went four and one. So that's seven and two. Carl went two and one. Nine and three overall, depending on who you took and when you took it. You could have had a really good week with us last week, that's for sure. Yeah, I, it was a good week. I, I, I followed some of your picks, some of Carl's picks as well. So it was a fun follow. It was finally in the right direction. The, uh, you know, one of the things that you guys have to do is make sure that you follow us on Twitter at the real AG pod. On Twitter. So uh, one thing that I got into and we're going to discuss real quick here before we get into our Leans, Looks, and Lines podcast here on Wednesday. Lots of great games this week. Every week there's great games. But this one, again, it just seems like it gets better and better. Two things for me, but wrapped into one concept. Live betting. Now that the season is progressing, we're starting to get more data points for teams and having an understanding of mid-game action and whether or not a, a team has the ability to come back. Maybe you made a bad bet and you you make a shift live. What's your philosophy on live betting? Because I used it this past week with uh, Air Force and Wyoming. Wyoming was the play. I got them. We talked a little bit about it on Saturday, but I kind of wanted to follow up with you this uh, today because we had a little bit more time than we did on our Saturday podcast. Yeah, so, so I like live betting if I'm dialed into a game. Like if I'm tuning into a game and I have the ability to watch, you know, a decent chunk of it, um, I love live betting. And the one thing that I really like live betting for is if you see crazy swings, like you could see a team drive the whole way down the field, go for it on fourth down, empty results, and then a big play by the other team. And it's like, well, you know, how much is that of that is going to be repetition over the next 60 minutes, right? So like turnovers. So if I see a team outplaying somebody and they're losing, that's when I like to jump on live betting for the team that looks like the game is in hand to them, but they're just coming up empty on the scoreboard or untimely turnovers and stuff like that. Injuries, of course. Um, but like I said on Saturday, that the lines usually adjust for that, but that's sort of what I'm looking for in live betting. I absolutely and totally love this option right now. I certainly believe that, you know, you should be taking a look at this, whether using DraftKings or FanDuel, it's not the days of old. And, and the best thing is, is that, like Fermi said, if you get a feel for something or you're watching this game, man, sometimes you got to click that line fast. And so we may not get the pick out there. So we'll put it we'll put it on Twitter as fast as we can, um, whether it's me or Mr. Fermi. But definitely, definitely. I saw plus 215 on that Wyoming line. And, man, I was like, man, Air Force, this is just not their night. Sometimes you got to make that decision, though. As you've talked about, Mister Fermi, last point here, you don't want to get caught in that trap. I've had that happen a couple times where I try to do like a second half line, and then I lose not only my original bet, but then you lose that second half line as well, too. Yeah, it can definitely spiral downhill quickly if if you're on the wrong side of both, of course. But I do like to hedge my bets sometimes as well using the live betting feature. Sometimes you can get you can almost get a guaranteed push if you bet both sides. Um, 
at the right time, of course, even like into the third quarter if you're not feeling good about it. So sometimes it's better to just walk away and minimize losses rather than try to double up wins. Let's try to so. double up a little bit here. Let's go on our Thursday and Friday nights. Here we go. Leans and looks and lines, everyone. Ready. West Virginia minus one and a half at Virginia Tech over under 50 and a half. Also on Thursday, Coastal Carolina minus two over under 62 at Georgia State. We also have Virginia. On Friday, uh, getting nine at Syracuse, over under 54, and Nevada at Air Force, Air Force minus 24, over under 45 and a half. And then finally, wrapping up the Friday night slate is Boise State minus 15 and a half on the road at UTEP, over under 45 and a half. I will say this. I did not know that Reynolds was back. I may go back to the well on this one. I might be really sunbelting this up this week. Um, there's a lot of games that are really, really good in the selling belt. I kind of like this over for Coastal and Georgia State at 62. Uh, uh, Georgia State's far more competent on offense than I gave them credit for. They did lose this past week, but putting up 41 was no accident. I did not give Coastal Carolina enough credit in the preseason. Grayson McCall is the real deal. Fermi, if there's one game that I'm looking at on Thursday or Friday – I'm going to take that over 62 for Georgia State and Coastal. That's where I'm leaning right now. I haven't locked it in. Uh, But you said that you have a game on Thursday night. I do. So I like West Virginia minus one and a half on the road. Um, I just – I'm not – I'm not in love with Virginia Tech by any means. Wells is very mistake-prone. I mean, he's very high upside, but, I mean, his his downside is there as well. Um, Four touchdowns, four picks. They just haven't looked good on offense. And I think that West Virginia offense is going to be the difference in the game. We know they can score points. And I think I think they will rack up points against Virginia Tech. And I just don't think Virginia Tech's going to have an answer. Um, so I, I certainly think West Virginia can cover that one and a half, even on the road. Starting on Saturday morning at noon, Baylor getting two and a half on the road at Iowa State over under 45. Georgia minus 44. Over under 62 at home against Kent State. Michigan minus 17 at home against Maryland. Over under 65. Central Michigan getting 28 at Penn State. Over under 63 and a half. Louisville minus 14 and a half. Over under 64 and a half at home against South Florida. And the final two here to round off our noon slate before we get into a little bit deeper here. Clemson minus seven over under. 55 and a half at Wake Forest and Eastern Michigan minus six and a half over under 60 and a half at home against Buffalo after that big win against Arizona State. For me, nothing really touches my fancy here. I do want to watch that Penn State Central Michigan game in the first half, maybe an over in the second half. Depends. I don't know. Central Michigan can get up and down the field. Also, I want to pay attention to Louisville because I think I might want to start taking their overs, but. 44 for Georgia at home against Kent State, as good as they are. It seems like a little bit too much for me. Yeah, I mean, Georgia just, once they're up 40, they start pumping the brakes. I mean, they could they could win 70 to nothing against Kent if, if they truly wanted to, I feel like. I mean, they, those guys, Georgia is a class amongst themselves right now, in my opinion, in college football. That's I know it's early, but, man, they have, they have looked unbelievable. Their defense is next level, and it's probably better than some of the NFL teams out there. Uh, the game that intrigues me the most in this noon slate that you've read off is Clemson and Wake. And I like over 56. I don't know that I'm going to – it's going to be on my card, but that's certainly my lean. 
Clemson defense has not been challenged at all. It's been good, but it hasn't been challenged. They beat Louisiana Tech, Furman, and Georgia Tech. And Wake at home is by far and away their toughest game through the first four weeks. And it's going to be one of their toughest games of the year playing in the, in the ACC. But Wake D is suspect, and we saw that last week when Liberty exposed them with, I think Salter just ran all over him. Out of, you know, his mobility was, was a game changer. Ugalele is going to be able to do that as well to move the chains, I think, for Clemson. So I think 56 is a low number total for, for this, this matchup. The thing that worries me about this game for me is I, I heard on another podcast that I listened to that the defensive coach whose sister passed away is coming back to coach this game. So I don't, they're going to be amped up. So I would, I would potentially fade that. I think there's better games on the slate. I I think it's, I think it would have been a good lean, but I I don't know if this is the week to do it. I know Wake Forest has that offense that can, that can go, but I'm not touching this one. Kansas minus seven and a half at home over under 66 and a half against Duke should have had game day. Mississippi state minus 30 over under 52 at home against Bowling Green, TCU, 70 and a half is the over under with TCU minus two and a half at SMU. Mizzou getting seven at Auburn over under 51. This is going to ground out our noon games. All right, we'll go a couple into the two o'clock. Let's hit two of them. You have UMass minus nine and a half. I'm sorry, Temple minus nine and a half. At home against UMass, over under 43. And then UCLA minus 21 and a half. Over under 58 at Colorado. I will not touch this UCLA team after what happened with South Alabama. That game should have flown over the total. Not going anywhere near there. I do have a total. I did get an early line, and I did put it out there. I took the over for SMU-TCU. It's now two and a half points over. I got it at 68. I, I, I like TCU in this spot. I think that this is a big game for Sonny Dykes. And I just think that SMU with Mordecai has enough. They're competent on offense. They have like one really good receiver. There's no need to go down the list of all the names, but just know that they will continue to play. That game should have went to overtime with Maryland. Uh, But again, their defense totally fell apart. So I say go TCU, but I'm definitely taking the over. I had it at 68. I like it up to 72 for me. All right. So the two I like the most are, I mean, it's time to give credit where credit's due. Kansas is for real in their, compared to their program standards for football, they are, they are the real deal this year. I think they're going to have a a good year at the end of the, you know, the end of the year, they're going to be potentially bowl eligible. Um, I know they're getting into the big 12 and that's going to be tough, but they are minus seven and a half. They're coming off double digit wins on the road at Houston and at West Virginia. I think, I mean, I already locked it at seven and a half. I think Kansas rolls against Duke. Duke's biggest win, I think, is Northwestern so far. And Kansas at home, they, they're for real. I, I, I like this pick this week a lot. Feels a little bit of a trap just because I, I think it looks so appealing to me. Um, so I'm still on it. It's locked. The other game I will be on is Bowling Green plus 30 at Missouri, Mississippi State. And that over-under, I see at 52. I will either be on the Bowling Green side plus 30 or the over. Um, Haven't decided yet, but it will definitely be on my card. I think Bowling Green's defense is going to do just enough to keep them in this game um, relative to the spread. I know their offense can score. 
they have a pretty dynamic offense. They have a, a, a six, seven receiver with two other pretty quick, like shifty receivers. And McDonald has 10 picks or 10 touchdowns, no picks. So he's very efficient. He's making great decisions. Um, I said this in the preseason that I thought they'd have a bounce back year. I think they're going to be a good squad in the Mac as we approach action here. So Bowling Green in some capacity will be on my card this week. Just not sure what side. Why did that overdrop five points for me? I don't know. I, I love it. I, I think it's a, because they're in Starkville. I mean, it's a tough place to play. But I think their offense is good enough to put up 14-plus. And if that line is anywhere close to real, um, they're, I mean, they're, we're expecting Mississippi State to put up, what, 40 points-ish. So We'll see. North Carolina, minus two at home against Notre Dame, over under 55-and-a-half. Middle Tennessee is getting 26-and-a-half at Miami, over under 52-and-a-half. Minnesota, minus three at Michigan State, over under 51. Florida, Plus 10.5, over under 62.5 at Tennessee. Indiana getting 16.5 at Cincinnati, over under 57. JMU getting 7 at Appalachian State, over under 58. Toledo minus 3 at San Diego State, over under 45. Uh, And Texas Tech is getting 7 at home, over under 59.5. Full stop. I will not take this Texas Tech game. If I do, it's going to be a personal one. Boy, that is tough. Texas's defense is fast. They're going to fly over the field. Texas Tech's offense is not clicking. That's a tough game for them to play down in North Carolina. I, I kind of alluded to that. It, it, I, I took it in a parlay. I shouldn't have. I was being a little bit of a homer there. I, sh- I shouldn't have touched that game. Uh, NC State was all over the field, and, and I think Texas's D is just as, if not a little bit faster than North Carolina State because one of North Carolina State's uh, fastest and best players on the line, uh, D-line there, went out early. The game that I'm totally leaning towards that I might actually take money line straight, JMU plus seven at Appalachian State. Appalachian State has got to be on an emotional low at this point. I mean, if they can get up again for the fourth week in a row, this is really impressive. They take North Carolina to the edge. They beat Texas A&M last second Against uh, against Troy at home with game day, and now you've got JMU who's coming in off of a bye, and they have just they are just hungry for it for me. This team is like the new App State. I saw something on Twitter that said, um, you know, by App State, like do not take this team lightly. This team is us. They are hungry to win. Giving me a full touchdown on that game is far too many points, in my opinion, especially coming off a bye week. So JMU destroys Middle Tennessee State. Then they beat the pipe out of Norfolk State. Again, these are not like great, but they did what they were supposed to do. Seven points for me, too much. Going to probably put JMU on my ticket. Yeah, so I'm actually – I was looking at the – both games exactly so i my early lean was texas minus six and a half and it was solely because of their defense they held utsa and bama both to 20 points um both good offenses i mean both different levels of offense but i mean holding bama to 20 is is pretty remarkable um so i really like texas and it's solely because of their defense um i just love the storyline for jmu app state i mean two of the best fcs you know, franchises, and now they get to, to go at it 
as JMU moves up to FBS. Both efficient offenses. I I actually like the over here. Um, App State just gets into crazy games so far this year. It's been unbelievable. You talked you talked about it. I think I could just see them exchanging blows here and just punch for punch. Um, so I, I I do like your call with JMU. Um, because I think it's going to be a one-score game in, in some way or one way, shape, or form there. Memphis at home, minus 12.5, over under 70 against North Texas. Florida International bleh, getting 31 at Western Kentucky, over under 65.5. Texas State UTSA, I do not see a line on that. Fermi, do you have anything? I do not. Okay. Uh, Georgia Tech is getting 20 at UCF. Over under 56 and a half. Oregon minus seven. Over under 57 and a half at Washington State. Tulsa getting 21 and a half. Over under 65 and a half at Ole Miss. Arizona getting three at Cal. Over under 50 and a half. Akron getting 26 and a half at Liberty. Over under 54 and a half. Navy, I'm sorry. Yeah, they're getting 17 at East Carolina. Over under 49 and a half. Oh, my poor middies. Uh, Ball State. Getting 10 at Georgia Southern, over under 67 and a half, and two more in the six o'clock state slate. Excuse me, Old Dominion minus five and a half at home against Arkansas State, over under 56 and a half, and Rice getting 17 and a half at Houston, over under 51 and a half. Let me say something here Rice did exactly what I thought was going to happen to a team uh, against Louisiana, they exposed Louisiana. I think Houston is in disarray right now. They had people fighting on the field. I don't think they're happy with their head coach. Rice might be a good play here at 17 and a half. I could certainly, I, I, I don't know if I could see them winning, but 17 and a half is a lot of points. And the other one is for me, and I got to take a deeper look into this. It's gone up six and a half points. I think your read on Georgia Southern has been correct. That over-under is up to 67.5 from 61. Ball State, Georgia Southern over. That might be a late-night play for me. Yeah, Georgia Southern can score, man. I'm telling you, it's remarkable what they've done, switching from option to, to more of a passing attack in, in one year without a re- whole recruiting class coming in. It's it's unbelievable. Um, the games I like, I love East Carolina, sorry, uh, minus 16.5 against Navy. I think... Um, East Carolina D is suspect against the pass, but that's exactly what you want, what you want when you're playing against Navy. Um, their weakness is D uh, against the pass, and Navy's just not going to throw it. And I, I, I really think this is going to be one-sided. Um, East Carolina is a veteran team. They've had a good year. They can score quickly. They have big play potential. I think they run away with that one. The other one, 57.5 over-under for that Akron-Liberty game. I think Liberty is just going to shut down Akron, um, and I don't think Liberty's going to have their foot on the gas coming off that almost upset loss last week to Wake. They had them on the ropes. I, I, I mean, Salter looked unreal last week, as you know, and they had they were splitting time at QB, but I think he sort of won the job based on that performance last week. I like the under on that fifty-seven and a half. Um, not sure if I'm going to take it yet, but. Um, that's definitely on my radar. What about Washington State, Oregon over at 57 and a half for me? Uh, so what Bo Nix are we going to get, man? Like he's looked unbelievable the last two weeks and Georgia made him look like a high school quarterback. So like 
I really struggle. I know he's a veteran. He's, he's been through it all. But I just struggle with what Oregon quarterback is going to show up this week. Like, he's, he's been great since that first game. Yeah. I mean, but to your point, though, earlier and, and consistently about Georgia, they're the real deal. Yeah, you're, you're, exactly. You're, it's hard to compare, you know, body of work against Georgia because Georgia is, a, to me, a class amongst themselves right now. Right. Kentucky minus 26 at home, over under 53.5 against Northern Illinois. Rutgers is getting 7.5 at home, over under, wait for it, 34. Troy getting 3.5 at home, over under 52 against Marshall. Louisiana Tech getting 13 at South Alabama, over under 60.5. Arkansas getting two and a half at Texas A&M over under 49. Southern Miss getting 13 at Tulane over under 48 and a half. UNLV minus two and a half at Utah State over under 63. Wow. Then you have Charlotte getting 22 at South Carolina over under 68. UConn getting 39 at at NC State, over under 49 and a half. Wisconsin is getting 19 at Ohio State, over under 57. I'm going to stop because I have a lot to say about this one. First things first, UConn is awful. NC State had a very bad game against Tech and got out. That place is hard to play. 7.30 at night, that is going to be, I don't care it's against UConn, that place is going to be bumping. They're going to want to see points. They might not score a point against NC State. I can certainly see this being very similar to the Wisconsin-New Mexico State game. So North Carolina State's a lean. Charlotte, South Carolina. I didn't know Reynolds is back. I said that earlier. Now that he is, I have to ask you, Fermi, I'll I'll let you get in on it, but give me a second to get my thought out. I think that South Carolina has the ability to light up Charlotte. They should be able to put up over 40 against them. I think Charlotte is also competent enough to put up over 20. I would lean over. I don't know. I'll wait to hear what you have to say about that. UNLV and Utah State, Utah State has not clicked. I, I They should win that game. The fact that UNLV is a favorite is insane to me. But over under 63... Utah State was supposed to be the offensive powerhouse this year. I don't know if there's an injury or something that I'm missing, but, man, I'm certainly looking towards that to take that. Would love, would love to take this over 16.5 with South Alabama and Louisiana Tech. I hope Sonny Cumbie can string it together. He just came off a game against Clemson, showed a lot of class down there, again, with the assistant coach. Dabo, you know, gave him pretty good props. He could probably get his guys behind him and rally him. Maybe they could string it together to put this one over the total late. Would love that. And boy, Marshall coming off a tough loss, going into a tough place to play down in Troy. Troy getting three and a half after that loss. It seems like they could just be just juicy enough to cover that, potentially even win that. There's my leans for me right now. All right. So first off, Iowa Rutgers at 34 is just mind-blowing to me. Um I, I can't watch that game. I like I love Hardnose defense, but I don't even know if that's called Hardnose defense. I think it's called terrible offense. So I'm probably not even going to tune in. The game I like Arkansas Texas A and M, 
that number's at 49. I sort of lean the Arkansas side, but I, I know that it's such a tough place to play at Texas A&M. So I, I may not play that one. Um, I certainly agree with you on NC State. I think that is going to be a complete blowout. Um, your take on UConn not, potentially not scoring, I definitely think they score less than 10. And if that's the case, I mean, UNC or NC State should put up at least – 50 40 to 50 is is well within reach and that's most of that will come in the first half um so maybe the maybe a first half over under is is a good look there um and then the charlotte south carolina game i i think the play is definitely going to be the over if you're on anything there i don't like south carolina just because of their rattler has been turning the ball over a lot um they're very prone to mistakes, and a lot of times those mistakes lead to turnovers. Um, I loved being on Georgia against them. I, that was that was an easy win. Um, I, I sort of like Charlotte to cover here, but I, I just I, I'd rather probably play the shootout side of this um, and over sixty-seven and a half. Miami of Ohio getting seven at Northwestern over under forty-nine and a half. Vanderbilt getting forty and a half at Alabama over under fifty-eight and a half. Florida Atlantic getting 19 at Purdue over under 61. New Mexico getting 31 and a half at LSU over under 45 and a half. Florida State at home minus 17 and a half over under 48 and a half against Boston College. Hawaii getting five at New Mexico State over under 54. Kansas State getting 13 at Oklahoma over under 53 and a half. Louisiana minus nine over under 51 and a half against an at UL Monroe. Uh-huh. Minus nine. Really? You sure about that? USC minus six and a half over under 71 at Oregon State. Wyoming getting 22 at BYU over under 50. Utah minus 14 and a half at Arizona State over under 54. Two more people. Stanford plus 14 over under 64 at Washington and Western Michigan getting seven over under 49 at San Jose state for me. I am locked in early on over 68. I got it when it opened on USC, Oregon state. I'll tell you this much. One thing that you and I did late, we didn't put it out as a formal pick, but we took it. USC can score points. We took over 41 and a half team total points. That's another thing I'm going to start doing on Friday nights. I'm going to start looking at team total overs. I like whatever USC's team total over is. I like whatever um, Oklahoma's team total is. I like whatever, uh, where's the other one I had on the board that I liked? I liked whatever uh, Purdue and and Florida Atlantic. I love that over, to be honest with you. I'm not sure why I haven't locked that total in. Purdue looked like trash in that first quarter first three quarters, and then it clicked. I think that's really what their offense is. I think that is a very tough place to play in Syracuse, and they came out on the other side with a loss, but I could certainly see them putting up points at home at night. Uh, But for me, you have a pick as well, too. You didn't get the best of the line, but you still have it, so go ahead and tell everyone. Yeah, so it's it's moving, man. So I took USC minus seven. I think this is my fourth straight week taking USC, and they're 3-0 against the spread, so um, I'm taking them until they're losing. You can lock it in. Um, if they cover the spread this week, I'll take them blind the next week. I mean, this offense is unreal to me. Um, I've talked about Williams and Riley together. 
they had the best receiver in college football from last year is Addison, and they have so much other talent on offense around them. Die transferred in, who's very good between the tackles when you have a spread offense. I think they're very electric. So I'm taking USC minus seven. The line is dropping, but I've locked it in. I locked it in, on, I think, on Sunday night when we were texting. Um, the first look I had at the line, I, I jumped on it. The other game that I'm really interested in is Kansas State plus 13 at Oklahoma. I'm leaning Kansas State plus the points. And Oklahoma is a little vulnerable against the run, really in terms of yards per carry. Guys are, are moving the chains on Oklahoma running the – like against Oklahoma running the ball. And I think what happens is they're getting down early and they're, they're abandoning the run and, and it, you know, it's getting out of hand. I think Kansas State stays in this game. They have Adrian Martinez. Deuce Vaughn is one of the best and most underrated running backs in the country. He's very dynamic. He can run. He's a good receiver out of the backfield. And they're a very veteran team. I think Kansas State hangs around in this one. Um, I don't know if it's going to be on my card, but that's certainly a lead. Fermi, so many great games. We're at 28 minutes and 55 seconds. Let's keep this at or under 30 minutes. Final thoughts headed into a great Week four of NCAA football. Yeah, there's a lot of good games this week. I hope we can bounce back with another great, great week for our listeners and obviously for ourselves. So let's just keep the wind train rolling. We have a, another special guest lined up for Saturday. So we'll be good to go. Fred the Pharmacist is the guest on Friday. I mean on Saturday for our coffee and quick picks that we'll have at 7 a.m. and will be uploaded by 8 o'clock for your listening. Romer, the Philadelphia Homer in two weeks, assuming that he doesn't sleep in. If he does... Banned for life. Don't ever get it twisted. For Mr. Fermi, I'm Dr. Goose. Thank you very much for joining us on our NCAA Week 4 Leans, Looks, and Line podcast, where when you're with the anonymous gamblers, it's only a problem when you're losing. Talk to you guys Saturday.